Hello and welcome to GCP Goals 2. Well, not hi. me. Oh, um, hi, well, well, hello, hello, Calves. How are you? I was just going to introduce you then. Um, well, I didn't go to Catch Pro Wrestling, but our guest did, the one and only Andrew Carberry. Hello, Andrew. You all right? Hello, Andy. How are you doing? Good to hear from you. Sorry for jumping in a bit quick there, but that's the kind of man I am. Unfortunately, when I'm sober, just jumped in a bit too quick. <laughs> Story of my life. But less said about that, better. I don't want to be ended up uh, getting some criticism for, for that. But there we go. Um, how are you doing yourself, Andy, on this fine evening? Not too, not too bad. Hot? No, not too bad. I'm currently on some uh, black currants at the moment. and There's no alcohol in it, so... Well, that's interesting because I've just had a lovely, uh, oh, lovely glass of Coke Zero myself, which I'm just about to finish off. So, yeah, I'll probably finish it off after the podcast rather than you hear me slurp, which uh, won't be very nice for the viewers who are listening to this today. No, it won't be. Um, so, um, what we're going to talk about today is a Catch Pro Wrestling show. Uh, well, return to the breadshed in Manchester called Renaissance. But before we get into that. Uh, the one and only Mr. Carberry was uh, was in front of us at the uh, TNT show on Saturday. Well, we were there for the afternoon show, but uh, Mr. Carberry and uh, his mate Dylan came up for the uh, the whole day. Um, what brought what brought you to Liverpool, Andrew? Well, it was interesting because Dill wasn't originally going to be around. Um, you know, he's had a lot of things going on recently with his sister. His sister's about to get married. Um, and Catch announced their show. Um, Chantel Jordan versus Lizzie Evo is a fantastic match. And I said to Dills, well, actually, if we go up and see uh, Catch on the Sunday, there's actually a double TNT show on the Saturday. Why not make a weekend of it? I spotted that the hotels were £82 a night, which actually for Liverpool, you know, you might think that's quite expensive, but actually that's quite cheap. So we got two hotel rooms at the wonderful Easy Hotel with no windows. For £82 each. I think Dill's actually paid an extra quid because he left it a bit longer than I did. So he ended up paying 83 but I paid 82 Um So we decided on the quiet. We didn't tell you and Mackenzie and Dave that we were coming up, Dave, um, Cecil, because they were already going to the show. But we knew they were going because they spoke to us and said, oh, we're going up to TNT. So we kept it quiet and we decided to get a train up. We left very early on the Saturday morning. I think our train was 7.26 from Watford Junction. Um, Dills was very, very tired because he'd been out till 1am the night before. Um, so we managed to get this train. I got in with like two minutes to spare. Train literally was pulling in when I got into the station, um, which was quite lucky for me. Um, we jumped on a train to Crew. We saw Lance Rivera at Crew. Lance v Rivera was uh, on his way to uh, the press conference for Wrestle Island that we knew that um, uh, Ewan and Dave were going to be at so we said uh, we said hello to uh, Lance but Lance was in a rush because he had to get the, the uh, train that was going two minutes after we got into the station so it looks as though Lance got it because he took part in the press conference but me and Dills had a little walk around crew there's a lovely little McDonald's um, not too far from crew station um, if you know where that is Andy you just turn right go past the Tesco accessories at a petrol station um, we, we had to wait a long time for service, actually, in there, which was quite strange for a McDonald's. You usually get served within like five, ten minutes. And we, we waited 25 minutes for food. Um, it was like the whole of crew had decided to go to this McDonald's for breakfast. Literally, there were queues like in the car park to, for the drive through going back what looked like miles into crew. I don't quite know what what, dis what descended on crew on that morning. But anyway, after we had a McDonald's, we got a train into Liverpool Um we had a little walk around the city, watched a, a lovely little um, Norwegian band that were playing outside the back of John Lewis. So me and Dill sat out there. He had an ice cream from an ice cream van. We took a little wander uh, around the town and then we headed up to TNT. Uh, we also played a bit of pool. Just for reference, I beat Dills 7-1. Um, Dills did win the first game because I potted the black. Um, but yeah, it was a bit of a whitewash. And actually... Over the weekend, it was 9-1 in total, Andy. Um, but I'll talk a little bit about the pre-catch pool matches that we had uh, in the footage uh, a little bit later on. Minus chalk, it must be said, because somebody cut the chalk off and stole it from the footage. But, um, you know, that's what happens in Manchester, isn't it? You know, um, but there we go. But, yeah, we, we end up going to the afternoon show we met with you guys. Um, rather interestingly, after we left you guys, uh, we had a chat with Jay as we were leaving. We were saying what time's the afternoon show. And Jay was very... Very much of trying to convince me and Dills to have a shower. 
he said, oh, you want to go back? You know, he said, we're going back to the hotel room. He said, and he was very, very convincing about that. Maybe we smell. I don't know. But he was like, you boys definitely want to go back, back and have a shower. And I was like thinking, Jesus, um, you know, maybe I should stop wearing a bit of the old links for Africa or shore men, chopper men even. So we went back, had a shower, came back, and then uh, we got back for the show. And it was interesting. When we got back, Jay was like, oh, you boys smell good. So it was almost like uh, Jay remembered the conversation we had when we came back. So that was quite interesting. But yeah, the art, the evening show was good. Um, you know, I did drink quite a lot of hooch. And as I said to you before we came on air, you know, I was told that I drank the bar out of hooch by one of the bar staff. Um, so we I ended up on the Guinness at the end. Um, but it was a really, really good second half, actually. Um, I really enjoyed it. Really good death match between Clint Marguerite and Big Effin Joe. Uh, really brutal. The light tubes were out. All the guys, I was sat in the second row for this, but all the guys in the front row moved out. I was literally the only one sat in the second row. Bit, a bit of uh, aluminium kind of glass tubes hit kind of my knees, but nothing too hard. Didn't, didn't penetrate any skin or anything. I didn't get any facial injuries either. So I won't be suing TNT um, like a certain promoter who's done the same to rise um, in, in the Northeast. But, you know, I, I was un, un, uh, unscathed. But I thought the best match on that card, actually, um, was Lizzie Evo and Harley Hudson versus Molly Spartan and Angel Hayes for the Women's Tag Team Championships. Yeah. Um, crowd were really, really invested in it. Um, loads of chance for Scouse and Proud. Um, really, really good match. Um, I have to say, you know, Molly Spartan and Angel Hayes, you know, really work well as a team. Um, and, you know, obviously the She-Wolves V2, aren't they, really? Um, rather than the original She-Wolves. But I thought it was a really, really solid match. And um, respect to all four ladies, you know. Um, one, of, one of the things that I do think with, and I've said this to you before about TNT, for whatever reason, um, a lot of the female matches at TNT just don't get the same kind of buy-in that the men's match, matches do. But that one did. And actually, it was a really strong match. Um, one of the, the surprises to me, and I've said this to Deals before, you know, when you look at all the people that NXT, you know, kept, you know, Lizzie Evo, you know, I just don't understand how they missed out on her mm. because she's a fantastic heel, you know, and in her hometown, she was a fantastic baby face as well. You know, she's stiff, she works well, um, you know, she's solid, you know, and, you know, someone in their mid-20s, I just don't understand how you know, NXT passed on her when they brought the people up because you look at some of the people they did bring up and she's much better than them. And in this match, you know, her and Harley, you know, the Liverpool ladies, uh, I don't want to be <laughs> confused with the Liverpool lads, but the Liverpool ladies were, were great in this one. Um, another match as well that, that, that I really enjoyed was, uh, and I'm sure it was the second half, um, was Lana Austin versus Leah Raven. Um, that was a decent match as well. You know, we've always talked about how, decent Lana is you know and I think she's a fantastic heel I know she's got this persona at the moment persona non gratis she loves her singing she loves her Disney she loves her friends but actually she's a decent heel I remember when I first started seeing Lana about 10 years ago it must have been you know that she was fighting a lot of the men because there wasn't many women on the scene but mm -hmm. Lana's consistent you know she's a really good heel and actually her and Leah Raven had a really good match and I think you know, we'll talk a bit more about Leah Raven when I talk about catch. But given Leah Raven's inexperience, you know, she's a decent worker. I know you've said that before, Andy. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, and I think that she's one, you know, there's a few ladies, you know, that are worth keeping an eye on for their future prospects in the wrestling industry. And Leah Raven's definitely one of them. So those three matches to me were good. You know, um, it was also good to see the Mank Union in action. You know, Danny Proper, you know, um, Tom Farewell, your boy Tom Farewell, I should say, because, you know, he's not no one else's boy. And I, you love a bit of Tom Farewell. Um, and they were in a six-man tag. Um, and uh, JJ Webb was obviously in that six-man tag as well in the Mank Union. They sent Bailey off before their match, which I thought we thought was very harsh because, you know, Sam Bailey's a decent talent. I always enjoy watching Sam. And they sent him to the back before their match. But they, they had a decent they had a decent match as well. Danny Proper, you know, must be one of the hardest-working men in the wrestling industry because if he's not wrestling he's usually on a show filming or mm. doing ring crew work or doing something else so you know it's great to see um mr proper um make an appearance and obviously you know i was sat with the uh the title owner for that that show and there was a few chance of give your belt back tom because obviously uh he, he still owns a title belt doesn't he um oh. but i was getting shushed by uh the title owner when i was saying that um she was telling me that there were plans for the future uh, around the division so I was getting told off but then I thought it was probably you know 11-12 points in by that point so you know 
And as I said to you earlier on, I did drink quite a lot, which meant that when the show ended, we, it was we, time to get a McDonald's yeah, and go we, home. We've, we've been there and done that, mate. Got the T-shirt. Yeah. 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 But no, uh, like I said, really, really good second half. I think the best match was definitely in the first half, though. I think it was the match that you called out, um, you and Jeff, on the podcast. Um, it was the Jordan Oliver was Jordan Oliver match you mentioned, which you thought yeah, was the favourite match Leon in the first Slazer, half. Yeah. yeah, and I also thought that, obviously, the match that I thought was also, you know, second best to that was, um, you know, um, RPD's match in the first half as well. But, you know, um, I would say, you know, of that evening show, best match, definitely. Um, She-Wolves versus Galson Proud. Definitely. And a, and a happy ending for the fans as well, which was really nice because, you know, the, the main event, which was Crowley versus Leon, there was a little bit of um, chicanery at the end there, shall we say, which meant that Leon uh, didn't, uh, you know, didn't come back with a TNT title. And Mr. Crowley and uh, Ms. Falcon um, took the TNT title back, you know, to wherever they go, you know. So interesting show. Yeah, great stuff. Um, it's it's a, it's a good promotion TNT. I've I've always enjoyed my time going there. So yeah, no, glad you enjoyed yourself, Andrew. With yeah, uh, I I think well. I think the thing I like about TNT a lot is that Jay has a lot of respect for Dills. You know, I go to a lot of shows with Dills, and Dills is a really nice guy, and he has a lot of respect for wrestling. You know, he loves wrestling probably more than I do, and you know, Jay has always really treated Dills well. You know, we used to go to the Superstar Wrestling shows. We've been to a few TNT shows before. You know, he, he makes deals like uh, he treats deals with a lot of respect. And I, you know, if deals wants to go to a TNT show, you know, and I'm available, then, you know, I'll go with him. But, yeah, I, I, I like that. And also as well, you know, there's a lot of people I like who are involved with TNT, you know, um, you know, got Ant, the editor. He's another guy who's really nice to deals and yourself yeah. as well. And you've always talked about him really highly. You know, you've got Mad Dog Mike Angus, who I think is another really hard worker. You know, he does a lot of stuff for progress. And, you know, I think he's a decent ring announcer as well. I think he's a bit of a character on the side and, you know, it's quite entertaining. And then you've got some other guys as well. You know, you've got Simon Hill. I know you talked about him in the Tidal podcast. I think he's a, yeah. a fantastic podcaster. You know, I also think as well, he's a really good commentator, you know, and hopefully um, he will get stronger and stronger as the Tidal announcer as time goes on. Yeah. Right, um, shall we get into old Catch Pro Wrestling? I've not talked about this promotion in ages because uh, last time I went was the uh, Rampage and uh, Brady Phillips match, and we didn't do a podcast then. And we, to be honest, we actually should when we left because it was a, a fantastic show and uh, that one. But um, what what, what we're going to get into? Um, Manchester, you've been there many a time, haven't you? So, well, you know, I've had a few girlfriends in Manchester over the years. Um, you know, going back. You know, I'm, not, I'm a married man now, obviously, but over the years, I, you know, I've been in Manchester lots and lots of times. So I know Manchester really, really well. Um, me and Dill's actually got a really cheap train um, from Liverpool to Manchester, by the way, that worked out £1.65 each, which oh, uh, was a bargain. <laughs> you know, you can't beat Northern Rail, or Northern Rail for prices. You know, if, you, if you've got an equivalent train, you know, from London, say Birmingham, it cost you at least 12, 15 quid. But £1.65 each, what a bargain. I mean... Fair play. We did have, we, much like you and Jeff, me and Dills have a two together card, so it does bring the cost down. But it's the best thing, you know, what, isn't it? sadly, it runs out, I think, our two together card the day after the Grand Pro show. So cool. we may not be we may not be using it. I might have to drive to Grand Pro up to Wigan for that one in a few weeks. I know that you guys are going to do the True Grit show, aren't you, with Benny HG? Yeah. And then you're coming back and then doing that show. Um, and I know there's a few trouble with the trains, isn't there? There's, someone was saying there's problems between Hinley and Wigan that day. So yeah. I may just drive and then cab it. We, we've done that before when we went to the Monaco. So, you know, uh, we might do that. But yeah, um, Manchester, we got in probably about lunchtime. Um, we ended up uh, going to uh, the food court. Deals had to wait half an hour for pizzas from Pizza Hut because somebody ordered loads of pizzas in front of him. And then he had like the smallest pizza possible when he finally got it. I was drinking the water there at the time. Then we popped down to, as you know, one of my favourite bars, um, which was the Waterhouse. Um I got myself a nice little meal there and then we headed down to catch. Now, it, what was quite interesting, Andy, was we got there about quarter to quarter to four um, and doors were supposed to open at half four. I don't think anyone had told the uh, guy on the front door, though. So he said, you're not allowed in until four o'clock, basically, when the, re uh, when the show starts. So we, yeah. went, I, yeah, we with with that, the bread shed, um, the bar itself doesn't open till four on Sundays. Yeah, there was a few kind of angry, not us, we went 
back to the footage and played a couple of games of pool. 2-0, by the way, which is why that was the score. Uh, £1.50 a game. Um, but yeah, we went uh, over to the footage. I got myself a lovely dark fruits, which actually was the cheapest pint I bought over the weekend, which was £4.70 um, for a, a draft dark fruits, um, which actually wasn't bad, actually. Um, you know, it was, a, it was something, to, something to drink before the show started. And they opened doors up about quarter past four. So Dills was waiting in the queue after I'd uh, spanked him 2-0. Um, and, uh, yeah, we got in. They opened doors at 4.15. And the show started two minutes late, Andy, at 4.32, which actually what I thought was quite impressive. So, you know, two minutes late for a Brit Rest show, that's, that's fantastic to me. And I'll, I'll, actually, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you what, if that was soft, <laughs> compared to soft Pro's time, it's bloody hell, it's on time now. I'll, I'll give them that two minutes. Yeah. And let me tell you something else as well. It finished at quarter past seven, yeah? It was supposed to finish at quarter to eight. Our train was at quarter past eight, so the good news was we ended up being able to get a McDonald's. Dills was very happy, although it was the grimiest McDonald's. We got one from, you know, the uh, one that's off, off, opposite Cracky Central, Um you know, um, you know, it, it, was, you it wasn't nice. And there was two guys like roaming around looking to steal McDonald's off people in there. I don't know what was going on in there. But anyway, yeah. when, by the time I got it on the train, it was, oh, it was, it was, it was grim, you know. Um, you know, my experience at McDonald's over the weekend was not the greatest. It must be said. I, I'll be sticking to Burger King or Subway well, next time. I'll tell you that much. Well, I will, I will say I've been in there about half four in the morning, um, once, uh, once or twice before flying up to Oberhaus. And yeah some proper vagrants go in there. I'll tell you what, I didn't feel safe in that McDonald's and Dills wanted to sit down and eat. I said, nah, mate, we're going on the train, you know, <laughs> and we're not waiting in here. So we took the food on the train, got on the train early and actually got a decent seat, um, which was quite good. And we got back to Watford. I think I, I tweeted a post because we got back about half 10. Direct train, amazingly, on a Sunday night. Usually you, don't, you have to change at Milton Keynes or somewhere, not, mm. not on not for that so actually we got back in good time i you know i'm half an hour from Watford junction to walk so i was in by about quarter past 11 you know which was quite good you know for a sunday night and uh yeah decent show but yeah um you know as far as the, the show goes yeah 4 32 it started and we started off with the best way to start an orvin show um with a rio match you know yeah. rio versus Le- Le- livy grace um yeah. i don't know if you've seen much of livy grace before she used to be the former Tennessee Honey back in the day in IPW UK. Um, but she's oh, been Livy Grace for a number of years now. She's part of um, the Uprising. In oh, Eve. yeah, that's, um, you, that's um, Ewan's favourite group from, uh, from yeah, yeah, yeah. Eve. I know, I know, I know he's uh, very complimentary about him. But I think I've, you know what? I think I might have seen. I don't know if it was Livy Grace at that Progress Birmingham show where it was like, um, oh. There was a proper bad match on a Progress Birmingham show all them years ago. That quite a few guys say, oh, it's one yeah. of worst Well, I'll have to say, and I'll, and I'll give Libby Grace this, this last year, she's really producing her best work. Um, and I have to say, it was a really solid way to start the show. You know, Rio, it reminded me of the old title shows we used to go to in Leeds a couple of years ago before the pandemic broke. Because you always used to have a Rio match to start the show. And like, and then Rio would have a second match because she used to hold two titles, didn't she? In titles, she held the yeah. women's title, but she also held the was it the open weight title? I can't remember, but she held open two spells. Title, remember, you used yeah. to get one at the stop at the first half, and then one at the start of the the it's, second half, which I'm when she was in the um, Crown of Thorns. I seem yeah. to remember. Yeah, no, she but, but this it. was a this was a really good opener. Both both women weren't holding back. Really, uh, some really big spots in this one. Livy was the heel. Rio was the fan favourite. Interestingly, there was no Northwest strong chance. It was just Rio, Rio, Rio from the crowd. Um, I think Northwest strong may have been forgotten um, in the catch. Another area. I, I mean, again, we, you know, we know that they're going through a bit of a transition at the moment. You know, since uh, Scott Oberman burnt the jacket, you know, it's all downhill from there, isn't it? Well, well, it, to be honest, I, I always said it only should have been three, pe- three people, maybe four in that group, and it ended up being about eight or nine. You yeah. lost count by the end who was actually in the group. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, I, I mean, with that one, uh, we're about 10 to 15 minutes. I said hard-hitting spots. Uh, Rio won this one. And then Livy Grace attacked uh, Rio afterwards, I guess, to build another match in the future. Mm-hmm. If it was anything like this one, then um, I'd be happy to, to see it again. I have to say, I think the crowd were quite quiet towards Livy Grace because they hadn't seen her before. Um, just a note on the crowd as well. Yes. And I was and I just mentioned it, there was probably about 75 to 80 people in the bread shed um, for the show. So, 
you know, I think there was probably a lot of people who may have gone to see Rev Pro up in Sheffield, yeah. um, which might have affected the attendance. I know ICW also had a show on in Glasgow at the Asylum as well. I know Ashton was uh, fight facing off against, um, well, Ashton had his title shot, didn't he? Um, so, yeah, you know, I think it's... Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. So, um, you know, it, it did feel a lot quieter than some of the cat shows that I've been to before. But, but to be fair to the crowd, you know, they did give Rio, you know, some good chance during the match and lots of chance of Rio getting behind Rio. There were quite a few claps as well. I will I will I will say though, um you said that the attendance was at seventy five to eighty. We did mention this the other week that there's been about six shows in the northwest area in two weeks. Oh. Yeah, that could be an impact yeah. as well. And yeah. I know there's more coming up, isn't there? You know, there's there seems to be one every weekend. I think Soft Pro was last week. I know some of the guys who went to the show said to me, Oh, you should have come down for Soft Pro last week. There was this awesome Nettles yeah. match that RPD was in, you know, <laughs> and I was like, Yeah. You know, but you've got to pick and choose. And I know that, again, going back to your podcast, going feeding back to your podcast that you said um, regarding the TNT afternoon show, but you're absolutely right, Andy. You know, there is a lot of shows, and because of the cost these days to travel and stay in hotels, it's not as cheap as it was two or three years ago, so you have to pick and choose. I'm kind of limiting myself on average to one a month. You know, I'm up to nine now, which is quite a lot of shows for me, you know, because I've hit three this month. You know, I did say I'd only do 12 shows this year, I've got another two books, as you know, I'm going to GPW. Um, I'm also going to the AEW show at Wembley. Obviously, we've got the cheap seats, much like I think you and Jeff probably have, you know, right at the back. But, you know, for for, for 30 quid, you can't go wrong, can you, at Wembley Stadium? So, you know, um, yeah, I've just got to pick one more show to go to. It may be the, it may be, it may be Ignite in July. It may be, you know, the catch show in one of the two catch shows, because I think it's going to be a double show in September from what, um, someone may have mentioned is, yes. when I was at the venue. So it looks like they're doing a hostile show there, but we'll talk about that a little bit later on, I think, Andy, as well, because yeah. that that looks quite an interesting show. Um, shall we get match number two now, which was Nino, Nino, Nino Samuels, one of your, one of your favourites and one of my favourites from NXT UK uh, versus yeah, yeah, yeah. Ali Hudson. Yeah, this was this was an, this was an interesting match because. Um, there was a bit of there was a bit of audio issues before the match actually. So we had a long wait. What felt like a long wait probably won't be when you watch the VOD. But um, Harley came out, her music hit, and then it went quiet. And then Sarah Ficky Dragon twenty one, I think her name is on Twitter, yeah. who did the ring announcing. She was actually a decent ring announcer, by the way. Uh, no notes. I know that you like to keep track of these. She uh, she she knew who, who all the wrestlers were. And I thought she did a decent job. She decided, because we were waiting so long to do an interview with Harley Hudson, and then Nina, uh, Nina Samuel's music hit, and then it went off again. I believe Scott put a tweet out, or, or the catch, sorry, whoever was doing catch social media, um, put a tweet out um, saying that there were issues with the Wi-Fi at the venue, which meant that the music wasn't working properly. And I think they put something out saying that they wish they had a CD player um, on the afternoon, because I remember reading it at half time, But... Yeah, again, another solid match. I was quite surprised with the finish in this one because I thought um, that Harley would win this one. Um, yeah, Nina wasn't happy with the music cutting off. Um, it was a solid back and forth match. Nina played heel. Um, the crowd was behind Harley. I was a bit concerned. Again, there was a few high spots in this one. Um, and again, with the lights being so close, I, th- I think I said this to you before it's when really I think well, it was it? Brady Phillips fought Dynamite Lee Dawson um, many, many catch shows ago where, you know, uh, I think it was Lee Dawson almost killed himself. And I, I was a bit worried for Harley um, on this one because she did a few high spots. But yeah, decent match. Um, but uh, Nina Samuels got the win, which surprised me because I thought that, you know, Harley being a North Northwest veteran, you know, and being somebody who has solid matches throughout the North would have won this one. But, you know, fair play. You know, Nina's someone who I've seen for a lot of years from the Res Gal in London. You know, um, again, you know, she's got a great character. You know, the crowd were getting into a little hat for a little bit and doing the Nino chants as well. So, you know, decent match. Um, but, yeah, I felt the crowd, again, maybe a little bit quieter than they could have been for, for this one. Um, you know, both ladies could have got a bit more support. But, you know, um, that's the way it was. But, yeah. Maybe they're building for something in the future with Nina. Maybe she's going to, you know, face someone somewhere down the line. But, yeah, uh, a win for Nina in this one. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I probably would have said Harley Hudson winning that one. 
if, yeah, if, I, was, if I was choosing on the day. But my, my look at betting, as <laughs> you know. Yeah, it's, yeah I mean, we, me and Dills were both surprised at that. Because, like I said, we thought that the Londoners, you know, who were brought up, were just brought down to, to lose. So that was a, a, was a nice surprise. But actually, match three was probably the, the surprise match of the show, really. And it was a match that actually um, really got the crowd going. Um, and it was a match that woke the crowd up, I felt. Um, it was a match between two running, relatively experienced wrestlers in... Well, not relatively experienced. They've been going for a couple of years now, I think. In Lily Winter and Leah Raven, and um, it was it was it was an interesting match because it was face versus face. First time I've ever seen Lily Winter as a face. Um, yeah. You know, I guess Catch is our home promotion. You know, I know that she's obviously worked the door at Catch. She's done commentary. She's done ring announcing. She's put the ring up. She's probably swept the building as well, for all I know. But you know, um, really, really interesting dynamic that because you know, in all the other Northwestern promotions. I think Lily has been a heel in her time. I don't think right. she's wrestled yeah. as a face anywhere else. Not as far as I'm aware. Maybe she has in somewhere that we haven't seen. But all the matches I've seen and, you know, when she's done promotions in the LWF, you know, um, and, and some of the other promotions that she's wrestled with in Future the Northwest. Shock. Future Shock. She's a Future Shock. I think she's also done the, um, I think there's uh, maybe Infamous possibly as well. Yeah. But she was, all the matches I've, all the, I've seen her about four or five times and she's always been a heel. But, I tell you what, the crowd were behind Lily Winter in this one. I mean, it was 60-40. There was a few chances for Leah Raven, but, you know, Lily Winter got a few chances. And even at the end, you know, when she uh, scored the victory, you know, uh, there were there was many chanting. They were walking in a winter wonderland. So, you know, um, you know, a lovely little chant there for a victory. Um, I tell you what, though, with this one, uh, I have to say, um, you know, again, going back to this, I would say that this was definitely up there with the matches of the night. And, I, and I've seen some posts on Twitter, you know, from both Leah Raven and Lily Winter today saying that, you know, it was an honour to be on a card. Well, actually, they shouldn't be saying that because actually their match was really, really strong. You know, both ladies put in an effort. They didn't put a foot wrong. You know, given how, you know, um, both ladies have probably been wrestling for less than two years, Andy. What yeah. I'd probably say is, you know, um, it was a solid match. Lily Winter hit some really big moves, um, some power moves as well that looked like they hurt. And, you know, um, like I said, I think the crowd really lapped this up. And both ladies got a nice round of applause at the end of this one. It was uh, a really, really good kind of match. And, and not, not the way to finish the half, but actually if they put it on to finish the half, actually people probably would have been happy with that in the audience. Um, like I said, Bo, uh, Lily Winter now goes on to face um, the winner of the the, the um, Safari Lucy Sky match, which I'll talk about in a minute, which went on fifth. Um, but she's uh, she's potentially got a number one contenders match and with um, well a match with Lizzie Evo at the off. I think it's the evening show of the next one. So it will yeah. be interesting to see if she wins that because there's, there's some good stories you can tell, you know, Lizzie Evo's run for everyone, you know, so far, you know, and could it be the person who's worked the way up from the bottom, you know, who could actually win the belt? You know, uh, I think it's a really interesting story that they could tell, you know, and even if she doesn't win, you know, and has a really, you know, strong showing, you know, assuming, you know, uh, what happens, you know, um, I think it, it's, it's a good story to tell, you know, I think, it's a really interesting women's title division uh, at catch because there's still people that Lizzie could face. I know she's been champion for over, well, coming up to 700 days. By the time the show will happen, it'll probably be 800 days. You know, uh, they, the Roman Reigns. Yeah. Should, <laughs> should put an asterisk saying uh, 400 days were COVID. Yeah, well, it doesn't matter, does it? It still counts, it you know. <laughs> you know, she's the Roman Reigns, uh, Roman Reigns of... Um, Roman Reigns of uh, catch, but in all seriousness, you know, she's had a great title reign, Lizzie. Um, and we'll probably talk about that a bit later on. But no, um, a, a popular decision, I think, uh, Lily Winter going over. It'll be interesting to see how she gets on in, at the next catch show, um, you know. But yeah, really decent performance. And actually, you know, I think Troy Ryan put a post up um, a little while ago saying that she's had less than 30 matches or something like that. You wouldn't have thought that looking at this match. And actually, you know, it's one to keep an eye out on VOD because the crowd were really invested in this one. And yeah, it was a really good match. Really good match. Yeah. And like I said, Leah Raven, I felt a bit sorry for her after this one because she had two good matches this weekend, you know, for TNT and for um, Catch. And she lost both of them, um, which is disappointing. But I'm sure she'll bounce back. You know, I've seen her a few times now. 
um, wrestle in the northwest, and she's yeah a decent worker, you know, and she'll go from strength to strength as well. So you know, it's nice to see catch utilizing talent that perhaps hasn't had the opportunities in some of the bigger promotions. But that's how you grow as a promotion, isn't it? You build new talent, you build new stars, and you know, catch are doing the right thing. You know, give give Lizzie someone fresh. You know. And, you know, that will also build the experience of whoever wins that match uh, for the number one contenders match at the next Cat show. Yeah, I, I, I do I do feel with um, Catch that um, the one thing they did really well in the original incarnation was the women's division. Yeah, um, yeah, I think, I think... I saw that a, lot of them, a lot of the best matches were the women's division. I would, I would say, and I'm going to go out on record here, that we went to the show where they had the tournament you know, where they had the four matches. It was all women's show, wasn't it? I think they had one match, which was... Second, one. second show. Second, second show. Yeah. And I would say that this show that I saw on Sunday was better than that show because the matches, each match was solid and made sense. And there was good storytelling in each match, you know. But I, I would say, like I said, you know, uh, one last point on this. Keep an eye on Lily Winter. I, I would keep an eye on her, Andy, because I think she's got something different. She's got a different look. She's got a different kind of style to other people you know and I think that she could be you know someone if she's carries on being interested in the northwest scene she could be somebody who could you know um, have gold in her sights very soon I believe she's also in the castle cup final for the LWF as well in a few weeks time so you know she could be someone that you know could have gold in her future whether it be in catch or whether it be in another promotion you know like I said every time I see her she seems to get, be getting better in the ring and, you know, I think she's a decent talent and given her an experience, she can only get better as long as she carries on with what she's doing, you know. Yeah. But that's that was match three. Great, great to hear. Great to hear, Cabs. Yeah. Um, match number four now. I get this. I guess this one uh, hit different Well, this was levels. the one that closed the half. Different levels on the sound uh, bar with well, uh, Decibels, Lana and Ivy versus Violet Vendetta and... Zizi like a Sunday morning, old Zizi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Zizi was uh, first time I'd seen Zizi actually, and she was very impressive in this one. You know, yeah. I know she's she's from is she from the Sheffield area? I know I heard. Yeah, around there. It's like house, no house, like House of Pain area, so that Sheffield. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She was really good in this. Actually, she played. Mm. She 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 was in for most of the match for her team. I think um, she's you know, she's only um eighteen, nineteen year old, which is just yeah, really, yeah, yeah. Scary. Yeah, I mean, it's unbelievable. I mean, I think Safar Reid, who was on later on, is a similar age. You know, Chantel Jordan's a similar age. I mean, the future women's wrestling in Britain is, you know, fantastic. You know, if these if these ladies continue to, you know, want to be interested and in, in get involved as well. But yeah, I mean, Zizi, for me, you know, she, I think even if you watch the highlight video that Catcher put out tonight, there was a couple of spots. She sold this stunner. Um, I think it was Alana Austin's stunner so well. And I was like saying to Dills, like that was also almost like, um, well, I, was, I wouldn't say Vince McMahon selling, but it was almost like the rock selling, you know, um, yeah. a, Vince, a Stone Cold stunner. Um, it was a really good sell. And actually there was one bit where she flew through the middle rope um, and out onto the outside. Really good dive. Um, but she was very impressive in this match. Um, you know, we didn't see too much of Violent Vendetta, unfortunately, but I'll tell you what, the Decibels um, as a heel unit, I know you're a big fan of both ladies, um, yeah. Ivy and um, Lana, but they were fantastic. I mean, they, they're Lana Oki, if, if you want to call it that, to start with, where they started singing together and they got their words mixed up and their heel kind of tactics, you know, um, you know, d doing, you know, doing stuff that I used to see back in the, back in the day when I was a kid watching World of Sport. They, they were like old school, you know, British wrestling heels. I know it sounds really weird to say that, but really good heel tag team work. And there was points where they, you know, Zizzy was and, and Violet Vendetta were going for the hot tag and they pulled them away from each other. And, you know, I, I thought this was a this was a really, really uh, good match. And like I said, I'd be interested to see what happens with the Decibels because, you know, there's no tag division um, at, you know, uh, catch, you know, for women. Um, but there's, you know, the champion at the moment's a heel. You know, will one of those two, if, if if Lizzie ever loses the belt challenge, you know, both of them are decent workers. I know we both said before that, you know, we both rate Lana and Ivy as, you know, really good hands. And I think they complement each other really well. You know, both, um, both proper heels. Um, and I think, you know, somewhere down the line, one of them is going to have to turn on the other one. And that'll be a joy to watch. 
you know. Um, one of the things that I did like about this match as well, they had their little burn book out. Um, and um, one point they, they had a go at the Thicky uh, uh, Dragon Sarah, um, who was the ring announcer, put her in the book. And she looked so distraught that she'd been put in their, their burn book or whatever they want to call it. But yeah, really good match this one um, as well. And like I said, heels won. Um, heels won. Violet, Violet took the pin um, on this one. But yeah, good way to finish the first half. Um, and then we had a little 15-minute break, which was quite good. We didn't have the raffle, interestingly, until right at the end of the show. Nice. Um, but I'll talk about that a little bit later on. I think somebody may have forgotten the raffle. Um, but, um, yeah, then we move on to match five, which is um, Sapphire Reed from yeah. uh, London versus she, she, Lucy Sky. She's had a, she's had a lot of um, good reviews from down south. Um, she's really good. She's really yeah. good. She's one of um, Papa Francisco's trainees. Um, you know, hopefully, you know, um, she will one day graduate quicker than Papa Francisco seems to be at Red Pro. I know I have arguments on a weekly basis with Dylan Shaw about this because Dill's always, he's obsessed about David Francisco's, you know, graduating. I think it's a running joke in Red Pro about how, you know, he's been wrestling for like 12 years, 13 years, Papa Francisco. And he's like, um, he's, uh, still Cam like Cabs, he's like the Hans Molman of the contenders division. He certainly he? is. Yeah. I could see like 20 years time in his fifties. He's probably, well, I assume he, actually he's probably late for late twenties. I'm probably aging David. Sorry, David, if you're listening to this, probably isn't, but if I am apologies, David Francisco, but you know, you could see him, you know, taking on Ricky Knight Jr., 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 couldn't you? You know what I mean? <laughs> you know, yeah. that, that, you know, and putting him over. But no, um, really good work of Sapphire. The, the boys that we go to shows with, like uh, Ewan McKenzie, you know, Liam Stevens and Dave Lovell, um, they rate her very highly. I've seen her have some really good matches, both in, you know, Pro Wrestling Eve. Um, I've seen her have good matches in WrestleForce. Um, I've also seen her have good matches in... Um, purpose wrestling as well um she's you know late teens i would say 17 18 but she's a fantastic talent you know david's really trained her well she has solid matches you know across the across the part really you know um this match again lucy sky really good match mm. lucy sky you know we'd seen the day before as well um lucy sky's a really interesting one because she's someone who's been wrestling five six years i think um and she doesn't get much plaudits. But every time I've seen her, she puts in a really decent performance. I think she's somebody who, you know, um, is another kind of person in the Northwest that doesn't really get their praise. Um, you know, I think she's got the best spear in the Northwest as well, from my opinion. Um, you know, and I remember, I think I first saw her at TNT. Um, I can't remember if she was tagging with Lance Rivera or taking on Lance Rivera. Um, but I remember they had a match. Maybe maybe the show had two matches. Maybe the pre-show had them facing each other and maybe the, the main show had them taken up. But I've yeah. always liked her. You know, she came back from a really bad arm injury. I think she suffered a, a really bad arm injury last year where she had to get pins in her arm. I think she dislocated or broke her arm. But, yeah. you know, she's she's an interesting one as well. You know, um, I think, you know, she could t you could tell a story of her as well. You know, if she was to go on. She won this match, by the way. Um, again, Really solid match, this one. Um, the crowd kind of got behind Lucy. The, initially, there was some of the crowd, like myself and Dills, we were getting behind Sapphire. But then we were flipped off by Sapphire, so we thought, F that. Let's start cheering Lucy Sky. So the crowd got behind Lucy Sky. Um, Lucy won with a spear. Um, you know, another decent match. I think, you know, um, some of the guys around me were saying Sapphire was really good and Catch would be wise to bring her back. You know, I think that, you know, Sapphire is one who... You know, she gets plaudits all over the place, you know, and I think that, again, another solid match. And like I said, that was, you know, um, I think across the card, it was a really, really solid show. But yes. I think what will be interesting, this was also a number one contenders match. So you've got the you've got the big match coming up, haven't you? The, 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 the Battle of the Wigan Lasses, Lily Winter versus Lucy Sky. Billy Robinson will be smiling up there, you know. Uh, and ironically, you know, if one of those two wins the title, you know, that would be a true catch women's champion, wouldn't it? A girl from Wigan, you know, uh, winning the actual catch championship. You know, um, I'm sure Marty Jones would probably be loving that as well. You know, because he's from Wigan as well, isn't he? Or near Wigan. But yeah. Oh, um, he's, he's from uh, Capital City, Wigan. Oh, is he? Is he? Yeah, yeah right. Exactly. Okay. Capitals, doesn't it? I, I know he's been seen down Wigan Pier a few times, but uh, less said about that, the better. Well, yeah. <laughs> but uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> but no, I think, I think, like I said, you could tell a good story. 
um, whichever way you go. And actually, you can tell a good story if you keep Lizzie as champion as well, because there is still people that Lizzie could face, you know, um, down the line. But yeah, so the match is going to be at the next show. Number one contenders match, Lucy Sky versus Lily Winter. Um, winner, I guess, loser leaves Wigan. You know, it's probably the, 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 the result of that one. Not a bad well, thing. Uh... We'll wait and see. But but no, really good, really good match. Um, that one, and like I said, Lucy, you know, two wins that weekend. You know, opposite of poor old Leah Raven. You know, um, again, putting on decent matches. Um, yeah, but like I said, um, good match. Ma- match number six. Now this, now this is a one on paper. I thought this is going to be the probably the the best match of the show, which was uh, Alexis Falcon against uh, Emerson. Emerson, not the player from Middlesbrough back in the day. Emerson Jane. Uh, yeah, well, th- well, this was a, this was an interesting one as well because um, w- w- the ring announcements um, before the, the match. So, um, oh, Alexis was brought out um, first. Alexis came out to Crowley's music, you know, got a, a brief announcement, and then when Emerson Jane came out, she had she had uh, more nicknames than Chris Jericho. Um, like she had about, I think she was called the Joan of Arc of female wrestling or something like that. Um, there was about six or seven names. I can't remember all of them. Um, it reminded me of a certain Jewish canon that we won't talk about. But I was thinking, and, and, and she had a smile on her face at the end. I don't know how much she paid off Vicky Dragon, uh, Sarah, to, to announce it. But Alexis Falcon was not happy um, about all the, all the nicknames that came out. Um, interestingly, with this one, Alexis worked heel. There was a bit of stalling to work, work start with. Um, the crowd were getting into Alexis at the start of this one. She wasn't happy. Um, but actually, this one, much like most uh, Emerson Jane matches that I've seen, built as the match went on you know it got better and better and better and better and the story that this one told was that Alexis Falcon hit uh, Emerson Jane with everything and then couldn't beat her and I think um, there was even a chant um, again if you watch the catch video you probably hear my dulcet tones in that but there was a chant of you can't beat her because everything that Alexis Falcon tried to do she couldn't beat her and actually um, the irony was that once um Emerson Jane hit a finisher. Um, Alexis Falcon railed out the ring and it was a time limit draw. Um, We could have done with five minutes more, 10 minutes more, but a really solid match. You know, Emerson Jane has decent matches all over the park. I know some people criticise her because she doesn't work a crowd, but actually I don't mind that. I think she's a decent worker and actually both gelled really well um, Mm. and it was a decent match. I wouldn't mind seeing that match in catch again with a longer time limit or you know, two out of three falls or another gimmick, you know. Um, it was a match that, again, you look at on paper and think, you know, is this going to be good? And it really was good. So, yeah, fair play to both ladies. Really strong does, match. Um, and... Does um, Emerson Jane still do that spot where she German suplexes and where she goes under the bottom row? Does she still oh, do yeah. that? Oh, yeah. Stiff spot, that one, that. isn't it? Stiff yeah. spot. It's a lovely move. Lovely move, that one. But, yeah. She did do that move, but yeah, I thought she, uh, she she seemed very happy in this match as well, Emerson Jane. I must be said because um, she seemed to be really enjoying th- this match. So good to see her enjoying her wrestling as well. Um, but I don't think Alexis loses anything from the time limit draw in this one. You know, um, I think, like I said, hopefully this will be built for a longer match in the future. Really good match, really good match. And then we come to the main event, Andy. It's time for your main event. Uh, yeah, and there was more match, audio match, issues. Match number yeah, seven. match number seven. Now, Andy, I know that you're not a fan of any kind of matches that are over six, but actually for this show, you know, it was a two-hour, 45-minute with a 15-minute break, which meant two hours, 30. So oh. what do you think about that altogether? Because uh, obviously it finished I, at 7.15, as I mentioned earlier on. I'll tell you why it's a perfect time. Perfect time. It is. Now. It is. Now, two and a half well, hours, four in the first half, three in the second half, my friends. Yeah. Old well, it might old, have... What Smallman used to say. Yeah. Yeah. It, I mean, it, this was a good match as well. You know, um, Lizzie Evo, you know, her reign as catch champion has been fantastic. She's beaten Kanji. She's beaten Minnie McKenzie. You know, she's gone through, you know, loads and loads of women. There's still some more she could face if they want to bring some others in. You know, I think uh, uh, Emerson J match would be awesome with Lizzie Evo. Oh, yeah. I think, you know, you could also bring in an Alex Windsor when she's fit again. You know, um, you could even, you know, turn one of Lana. As much as I hate to say it, you could, you could have Lana or uh, Ivy down the line, you know, facing her. You could bring Tonga in, you know, wherever Tonga is now. I think Tonga might be injured at the moment. I haven't seen her for a while. There's, there's, and even, even the match that I actually think might be a decent match, Someone who has been improving their game this year as well that we don't talk about. Session Moth. You could bring Session Moth in for a match. Yeah. 
another match with uh, Lizzie. I think that would be an entertaining match, you know, because you could have Session Moff as the face, work the crowd, and then Lizzie with her heel tactics. But yeah, this was a decent back and forth. I have to say, Chantel Jordan, another teenager, another fantastic worker. I think last year she had one of my matches of the year against Alexis Falcon down at Kamikaze Pro in Birmingham. This was a strong, strong match. And actually, although Lizzie won this, um, you know, uh, Chantel had a beat. And Chantel's kicks are so impressive as well. Mm, and yeah. she, she started so fast and maintained that pace through the match. But it's not fast as in it feels rushed. It feels really enjoyable. And that sounds strange. But, you know, Chantel Jordan, you know, considering she's so young, she's such a good worker. And actually Lizzie is as well. Uh, you know, I said earlier on that, you know, it's a shame that WWE didn't bring her to NXT. But actually... You know, these two worked really, really well together. Um, at one point, there was a ref bump and uh, Chantel had the victory, but Lizzie ended up winning this one and then going, uh, continuing her, you know, uh, mammoth title reign within catch. But like I said, this was a, a really decent match. I was going um, to say, though, Cabs, once you start mentioning how many days you've held the title for, you get worried because of you, but usually when they do that, they're about to lose it. Well, it's interesting you say that, but I still think with Lizzie, there's there's people that you could bring out for her to face. Like, yeah. I still think you could go, but then there's other stories you could tell as well. You know, if, say Lily Winter beats Lucy Sky and then beats, you know, Lizzie, you know, that could be, you know, a good match, you know, in itself. I kind of feel that when Lizzie does lose it, 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 it would be good if it was almost like uh, you, you might be a bit too young to remember this. It's a shame Jefferson on the podcast, but when Warrior beat Honky Tonk Man in record time, 30 seconds or whatever, yeah. a quick win, a quick win for a title win, because that would legitimize whoever wins it. Same with Lucy yeah. Sky one, you know, but I, I think, um, you know, I think it will be interesting. It would be nice to see someone else face Lizzie, you know, rather than one of the usual favorites. You know, I think Lucy Sky versus Lizzie could be good. Lily Winter hit some of her power moves. You know, that could be a good match as well. So, you know, you never know. You know, Catch might do a double pin in that match and then have a freeway, you know, and then have what have one of them pin the other one and then Lizzie lose the belt but not actually lose, uh, be pinned. That could be another way that they go, you know. So it'd be interesting to see what happens with that. But yeah, you, you've got a point though. But, but saying that though, Andy, you know, it doesn't look like Roman's going to be losing his title anytime soon in WWE. You know, then they're naming numbers now. You know, I think they're still building up for a, a future match with a certain uh, Brahma Ball somewhere down the line if they oh, can get him booked well, up. Once, once, once all his businesses have fully fallen on their ass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we'll, we'll, we'll wait and see. I mean, as long as he doesn't upset anyone else. But no, like I said, really good match. And then after the match, we had the raffle. Now, you'll like this, Andy. Scott, came out, and did, Scott came out and did the raffle. Um, and he said, the winner of the raffle is number 72. And who's won second prize? It's number so sorry. The winner of the raffle was number seventy, sorry, not seventy-two. And the second prize was number seventy-two. And then someone shouted, "It's not the same person who's won it, is it?" And then you saw like it, it seems to be the same group of lads. I think it was two different people, but I would say, Cavs usually at these local Northwest shows, it's Steve the hairdresser who wins the raffle. No, funnily enough, I think the guy who won it was the guy who sat next to me. Uh, who had the pleasure of sitting next to me at the TNT evening show, won the, the first prize. So uh, he was a nice chap. Um, uh, yeah, you know, he said hello to me before the show. So fair play to him. And there was no booing either. So I think people were quite content with the raffle. So really uh, good. And then they announced, they announced the show. Not, that was happening not, like, not, like me and, not like me and Jeff at the TNT show where we, 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 booed. <laughs> we booed. Well, you know, it is what it is, isn't it? But like I said, really good quality show. And actually, I would say... You know, um, it was probably the best show that I've seen in 2023 um, overall for overall quality of all the matches, everything delivered. You know, you had inexperienced wrestlers um, who really stepped up, you know, and you had, you know, catch pushing through some talent that's probably been used, underutilized in the Northwest as well. I think you had some strong matches there. And actually, you know, I came away thinking, yeah, that was a, a great way to end the weekend. I, I came back happy. You know, and there was no real kind of decisions that I thought, you know what, that's BS. And actually, the one thing I will say, going back to the main event, was that, you know, a, a true champion is someone who can make someone look better in defeat. Um, you know, and I think Lizzie did that with Chantel. Chantel looked stronger losing that match than she did going into that match. And it yeah. made you think, well, actually, she can come back for a title match or even have another match with Lizzie or even one of the Decibels, if that's where you want to go, or even Nina Samuels, you know, somewhere down the line, um, if they're the main heels in the promotion. So, 
yeah, really good show. Um, I was very impressed. Well worth 20 quid, you know, um, and just a shame about the weird pint glasses in the venue that had like almost like uh, physics test tubes on the side of the glass, which was really weird. I don't know if you've experienced this. So it had like a handle that was like a test tube. Uh, really odd. Don't quite know what that was about, but yeah, yeah very strange. It, it sounds similar to, you know, that um, what's it called? Quack. What you oh, yeah. Get. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have a deposit for yeah. that. But no, really decent show. Um, and like I said, um, I just hope that, you know, Scott or whoever's running catch runs more shows. You know, I think the ladies division looks good. And and obviously we had the announcement, you know, we had the um, the big T promo that there's going to be a hostile tournament. I know you like your hostile tournament. So before we go, Andy, you know, kind of who would you like to see in that tournament? You know, um, along with big T justice, obviously. I'm not- the thing is with these sort of tournaments, you've had Super Strong Style 16, to be honest. That was the original one. No, but I, I, I think I always feel I think, with it, I always feel with these, you've got to have quality. There's going to be a lot of quality in it. But you've got to keep it to about eight, I do think. You can't have yeah, six. I mean, now. what would you feel about someone like Brady Phillips being in there? Rampage Brown, Dave Mastiff, Big Damo, you know, even the boys from Synergy, you know, you could stick those two in. I mean, you could have them face each other. You know, there's other guys, Isaac North, you could put in there, Big yeah. F Joe. You know, there is, there's a lot of wrestlers you could, you know, Bullet, Bullet, yeah, Bullet would be a decent one as well. You know, if you bring him up from down south, you know. Um, so there are some names that you could use. Um, I personally would like to see someone come in you know fresh and someone really i mean rampage versus big t would be an awesome match i I wouldn't have a problem with big t winning the tournament because i think that the one thing that the catch have done well as well as the women's division has been the push of big t because i've said to you before that big t is somebody who's been totally underutilized you know he should be a monster wiping people out left right and center you know and i know that i think you know, with Big T, I just don't think promotions have ever used him right. But, you know, this hostile tournament is a chance to actually make Big T the star that we've always felt that he has been, but has never been utilised properly by the promotions in the Northwest Andy. And I think it's a good showcase for him. And I think it's a really great idea for a tournament as well. I hope it's a, a tournament where they, you know, have, you know, eight people in it. You know, I think that would be good. You know, I think if you could have four matches in the afternoon, have a couple of ladies' matches, maybe a tag team match, maybe have farewell defenders' belt as well in the afternoon, maybe in the evening as well, and then um, you could have, you know, the the semi-finals and the final in the evening, or you know, it depends which way they go. You know, I always prefer tournaments with semi-finals than the four-way. I just think the four ways are just an easy. Then the, as well, as well, uh, I, I seem to like. I always like the tournament format they used to do in uh, WXW, where it was like a blind draw for the. Uh... Yeah, that'd be nice as well because you never know who's facing each other, so that'd be quite good. Um, but I, I think um, that that should be that should be decent as well, you know. And uh, yeah, it looks like it's going to be a good next cat show. It looks like it's been planned quite well already you know and it's good to see catch back you know seven months off you know since you know they were supposed to have a show in december weren't they and i know scott had some personal issues or you know he put that post out didn't he saying that you know um, but it's good to see catch back and they came back with a really strong show and like i said um you know when you see some of the matches you know you'll be you'll be pleasantly surprised by um the quality that were there and, and it shows that you know people can put on i know there's a couple of new women's promotions that have shown up and there's nova in london there's sirens fury which i believe is related to tnt yeah. but it shows that there is um a lot of talent out there and if you book much like pro wrestling eve have done consistently for years and years and years you know if you book female talent correctly you can build a really good promotion behind that yeah exactly yeah. I, I will. I will say with that um, heavyweight tournament, I just. I just don't like it. You know when, it, like on Twitter, it's just a big long list of people. It's just like oh, it. 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 it me. Head, me. Head hurts at times. Well, what I like. I tell you what, I do like is the way that LWF used to promote their shows, and they've done it again with the latest show. 
where they have people who I, I like promotions that just get the wrestlers to do a bit of talking about how they're going to win a tournament. And you know, like yeah. you used to get with the Royal Rumble back in the day, where you'd have thirty people say, "I'm going to win the Rumble, I'm going to win this, I'm going to win that." And if yeah. I see such and such, I'm going to eliminate them. You know, I like that kind of promo rather than just throwing a name out. You know, I think that's really good. And I think, to be fair, Catch did have a few promos coming into this, you know, as well. But I like the old school promos. You know, I think there's definitely something in that. And uh, yeah, I, I know what you mean. Just having a list, you know, pick the best that you can and bring them up. You know, um, yeah. that, that's what I say, you know, and that way yeah. you'll, you'll build an audience as well, you know. The other thing, you know, is, you know, if you build, you know, it's like um, Field of Dreams, isn't it? Kevin Costner. If you build them, they will come, as they used, to, as they said in that very famous film. And um, like I said, for me, Catch is a promotion that always has consistently good matches. You know, it's just a shame that more people don't get an eye on it and come down to it because of uh, whatever, really. But I just hope that Catch can rebuild from here. I think the Bridgehead's an ideal venue. You yes. know, it's right in the centre of Manchester. You know, 15 minutes walk from, you know, Manchester Piccadilly, 10 minute walk from Oxford Road. You know, you're on the bus corridor there as well. Um, so, you know, it's there's no excuses. And hopefully September's show sells loads of tickets. It goes ahead and Catch can build and move forward from here. I think they are doing a double ticket. like an It's like an afternoon and evening show for uh, £30. Well, that's not bad. That's not yeah. bad at all. That's not bad at all. So fingers crossed. I'm just waiting for the football fix, just much like you probably are as well, to come out. I think you've got next week, haven't you? I'm waiting till Thursday to see who. Fifth oh, uh, of July. Um, our, our football. Fifth of July. Wow. Well, hopefully we'll see you coming down a bit because obviously um, Rochdale have got Willstone, they got Borehamwood, you know, and you got Barnet as well, you know. Um, oh, okay. So just bear in mind, bear in mind that Barnet, um, Barnet always charge a lot. So the Borehamwood, Wildstone are more respectable. You know, and Wildstone's a really nice club as well. My cousin plays for, uh, my cousin's son plays for Wildstone. Um, you know, so I've got to get behind the stones. So, you know, yeah, it's the way the cookie it, crumbles. It's not Wildstone Raider, is it? No, 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 no. Wildstone Raider's someone completely different. But no, my my uh, cousin's son, he's uh, centre mid for for Wildstone. He's a decent little player. Um, and I sometimes go and watch him. You know, the irony was that I went down. Dills usually comes to every Wildstone game with me. He's not one for scoring many goals, my uh, cousin's son. And um, the day that Dills didn't go, I went on my own, met up with Liam Stevens. He scored the goal against Dagenham and Redbridge. It was only 1-0. So, uh, you know, after five minutes, just got in the ground, just in time, saw him score. I said to his dad, you know, did he get a nosebleed? Because he doesn't usually leave the halfway line. Um, but yeah, uh, great goal. But yeah, um, we'll be, I'll be definitely putting a couple of quid on him scoring against Rochdale. So uh, I'll, uh, I'll, if I do go to that game, if it doesn't clash with a Watford game, I'll let you know. Um, you know, maybe I'll meet you for that one because, like I said, Rochdale's got, uh, sorry, Wildstone have got a really nice bar as well. Um, and the people at Wildstone are lovely people, you know. So fingers crossed with that. Great stuff. Um, thanks very much for this review of uh, Catch Pro Wrestling, uh, Mr. Carberry. But where can we follow you on Twitter? Well, you know, if you do want to follow me, you know, it's Andrew Carberry. So, you know, I don't ask for followers, but if you did enjoy the cut of my jib, you know, um, you know where to find me. Where can we find you, Mr. Ogden? Uh, Oggy Part 3 on Twitter and at GCP Podcast 1 with a new logo. I just I, I just fucked around a bit yesterday on Canva. So, uh, yeah. It's very it's nice. nice. It's an orange now. Yeah, yeah. You know, it reminds me of a certain club that just got promoted up the M1 that uh, is going to give me nightmares next season. But, yeah, uh, being in the Premier League. But, no, um, looks good, Andy. Looks very professional, um, which hasn't always been something that's been said about this podcast. So, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Not fucking wrong. (laughs) Before you go, Andy, obviously you mentioned you're going to be at the – is the next show for you going to be True Grit? Well, my next show is actually PCW in Preston. Um, Oh, wow. versus CZW um, but whether I do a podcast about that um, I don't know yet but uh, the next one you might hear is on after the um, what's it UWA Wrestling Rampage episode 19 and 20 is um, True Grit Wrestling in, in York yeah, yeah. well I, I, like I said that was one I was looking at going to but I think the hotel costs are just excessive when I looked it was cheapest hotel was 180 quid and I think it is, you know, York it's, it is York. It is York on a Saturday night. But, you know, I think what I'll probably do for that one is just drive up to Wigan. We've got a hotel book, very cheap hotel in Wigan that deals with sorting this out. I think what we'll probably do is 
I'll probably uh, stick some petrol in and, and just negotiate that for the tickets and hotel that he's bought and we'll be done. I'll drive there and drive back on the Monday. I've got the Monday off work, you know, and hopefully we'll see uh, our boy RPD, you know, uh, the king of Hinley. Uh, I've never seen him lose in Hinley, so fingers crossed he keeps his 100% streak up, you know, and the RP Davis uh, boxing gym attends in their multitudes like they used to when I used oh, to yeah. go to GPW shows, you know. And hopefully the uh, pies are warm. But, um... <laughs> <laughs> but um... the beer is wet. That's important as well, yeah, that the beer's wet. Um, but cheers, uh, cheers, Andrew. Thanks very much for your nope. time. And it's good night from me, Andrew, and probably good night from you. It is. Good night. Bye. Farewell.